If you have your Bibles, go ahead and open them to Genesis chapter 32, however you get your Bible. Uh, you may do it electronically or on your phone. Um, you can do it that way. You can uh, open it in book form. If you don't have one, you can grab one in the seat back in front of you and open it up. We're, we're right near the beginning, so just flip in a few pages until you see a big 30, number 32. And then go down under that column until you get to a little number 22. And we'll be reading right there. It'll also be on the screen behind me if you need it. Alrighty. Today we wrap up our series on transformation uh, through the story of Jacob. It's been a fun, fun little uh, story time, a fun little uh, series that we have been going through with this little family. And I'm excited to wrap it up today. And uh, I'm really excited for you to hear our district superintendent next week. Um, good preacher, and I'm, I'm excited for you. Please plan to be here and, and hear his heart, not just for our district, but for, uh, for the church and for, for this church in particular. You'll want to be here. You won't want to miss that. But let's, uh, for all of you who are able, let's stand as we read this Holy Scriptures today. In Genesis chapter 32 beginning at verse 22. That night, Jacob got up and took his two wives, his two female servants, and his eleven sons and crossed the ford at the Jabbok. After he had sent them across the stream, he sent over all his possessions. So Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him till daybreak. When the man saw he could not overpower him, he touched the socket on Jacob's hip so that the hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. Then the man said, Let me go, for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. The man asked him, What is your name? Jacob, he answered. Then the man said, Your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with humans and have overcome. Jacob said, Please tell me your name. But he replied, Why do you ask me my name? Then he blessed them, that, blessed him there. So Jacob called the place Peniel, which means face of God, saying, It is because I saw God face to face, and yet my life was spared. The sun rose above him as he passed Peniel, and he was limping because of his hip. Thus ends the reading. Let us pray. Father, Help us once again to enter into the story and to hear not only how you transformed Jacob, but how you long to still transform lives like ours. Help us, we ask and pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Our last message together on Jacob for a while. Ten years we've been together. This will be the third time I've preached from this passage to you. First time I wasn't your pastor. I was just here as someone's brother um, who happened to be marrying a girl in this congregation and I preached to you from this passage. It wasn't long after that that you called me to be your pastor. And five years in, we came back around to this passage and I preached it again to you. And today, now, we celebrate another five years together and God continues to lead us back to this passage. 
It's not going to be the same message, because that's the mystery of Scripture. That God can take the same words and the same story and bring something entirely new out of it for us. That's why reading the Scriptures and studying the Scriptures never gets old to me. For His Spirit makes it alive. And you have come on quite a journey with me. Anybody remember when we spent four years in the Gospel of John? (laughs) Some of you? We came along and first... We get to this crazy thing and your pastor starts talking about this whole other calendar called, you know, Advent and then Christmas is a season all of a sudden and then we move into Epiphany and then we start moving towards Lent and he has this crazy service where you come and you remember that you're entering into a time of mourning before the cross and preparing and we put ashes on our forehead and you've come a long way with me, baby. (laughs) And we've had quite a journey. But you know my heart is always trying to get you to enter in to the story. And so today is not going to be any different. If you're new with us, I tend to do these things every once in a while. But as we enter into this story, the real moment of transformation for Jacob, oh, it began at the ladder where he realized in all of his heel-grabbing, in all of his tricking, in all of his taking advantage of other people, there was a God who was present with him. And that God wasn't there to shame him, but that God was there to include him. And to say, even though this is how the trajectory of your life has gone, I'm adding a corrective. And it's through your family and your line that the restoration of the world will continue and go forward. He had to learn, we saw this last week, he had to learn some empathy. He had to learn what it was like, not just to be a trickster, but to be tricked. He had to enter into the shoes of those he had taken advantage of before he could go home and face the ones that he had taken advantage of. And we see him being obedient to this as we jump into our story. He's going back and Esau is still there. This isn't going to be an easy journey. And we see that he is moving, and now it is night. It says that Jacob got up and took his wives and his two female servants and his eleven sons and crossed the ford at the Jabbok. We know this isn't going to be an easy journey because the very word Jabbok means it empties itself. It's the stream that empties itself. We know that something is going to happen here already at the beginning of the story. And then he sent them across the stream and he sent over all his possessions. How much of his possessions? All. And then the Bible says, Jacob was left alone. So we know that he's alone. We know All of his relationships are across the self-emptying, the emptying of itself creek. We know that all his possessions are gone, and we know that it is dark. So I I need us to enter into this story a little bit. So um, if you have small kids, hold on tight to them for a second. Let's kill the lights all the way. I want you to sense this. I want you to experience this. 
This is entering the story. I'm not going to walk up and down the stairs in the dark like I normally do. But the Bible tells us that Jacob was alone. That all his possessions, all his relationships were gone. Think about this for a moment. In the dark, it doesn't matter what you look like. You cannot take pride in the way you have dressed. You don't need to be ashamed if there's something about your body or your looks or what you're wearing to define you. You are simply a human being. All moments of transformation with the God that we find in Scripture happen just like this. Alone, in the dark, and it feels like a wrestling. Because some of us are uncomfortable just right now, just sitting in the dark with a room full of people. But this is where God meets us. And we will see in this story, well, let's just go through it. We see that he is there and he begins to wrestle. He wrestles, the Bible tells us, with a man, but suddenly at the end of the, of the passage we see something different. And he wrestles and he wrestles and they wrestle a long time. And in fact, the, the man realizes he can't win. And so, Bible says he touches the hip socket and and wrenches it. Some of your translations will say puts it out of joint. That's quite a that's quite a painful thing. You see, transformation, if it is going to happen in us, not only takes place alone, in the dark, without our relationships, without anybody there to vouch for us, without anybody to say anything good or bad. Our victories, our failures and defeats, they can't be seen. Our shame about how we look or our arrogance about how we look cannot be seen. And we wrestle and we come to the point of our greatest pain in the dark, wrestling with God. Finally, the man says, it's daybreak. Let me go. But Jacob replies, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So the man asked him his name. That is the painful part. You can almost hear the downcast nature when he says his name, Yaakov. Jacob. I am the one who takes advantage of people. That's what the name means. I grab people's heels. In fact, you can see all through the night, he has done what? He has grabbed on. Same word. He has clung to this person. Is I will not let you go until you bless me. In the dark, all alone, without relationships, without shame, without anything, just a human being before God. And he comes to his ultimate pain. I am. Jacob, I am the one who takes advantage. I am the heel grabber. I am the trickster. I have taken advantage of people. But it's there that we learn the great truth of this passage. That in the dark, all alone, can't puff up, 
can't rest in our defeats and our failures. We find the God who is present and the God who will not love your mask, nor will He let you wallow in your shadow, in your failures and defeat. For the God that Jacob wrestles with that night is the God who longs to bless, who knows whom He has created. And that person that He has created is good. And He will not look at your mask that you have created to make yourself look better to the world. And He will not let you rest and say, whoa, but I'm just my failures and my defeat. I'm just my shadows. I'm just Jacob. He is the God who meets you in the dark and wrestles to the ground the fact that I will bless you. Not because of your mask. And I will not let your shadow your failure be your defeat but I will bless you I will bless you I will give you a new name and that name will be Israel that name Jacob means one who has wrestled with God and prevailed that sounds so strange How could that be? Because God seems to know, God seems to know that it's not, it's not in the victory, it's in the wrestle. It's in being in connection with God, the wrestling, bringing both the mask and the shadow all together into the midst of that, that the victory is found. It is not when I can finally say, I have no shadow. It's not when I can finally say, my mask is perfect and complete. It's in the wrestling with the God who sees through the mask and can love even the shadow and love the person entirely that the new name emerges. So what about you, my friend, as we sit here in the dark No one can see how you're dressed today. No one can see right now how pretty you are, how handsome you are, how ugly you think yourself to be. But God is here. No one can see your successes. No one knows your failures here. But God is present. Are you ready to wrestle to the ground and receive your new name, Israel? Are you ready to commit to the long haul of wrestling with this God as you move forward? To realize the victory is in the wrestling? Are you ready, as we see at the end of Scripture, to walk through life with a limp? That is victory. In fact, many, 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 many thousands of years later, Paul will say, I will glorify in my weakness, for when I am weak, he is strong. Are you ready, my friends, to enter into the wrestling? What about us together, church? Oh, there was a time when we, oh, what we have, four or five hundred people coming to this church before I was here. Is that our mask? Are we still longing to get back to that? 
Yeah, and then we went through, we've already mentioned it today, split. Do we still hold on to that as our failure? Can I say to us today that our God is a God who longs to bless and include us? And He won't stop at the mask and He won't allow the failure to be the only thing that speaks. But He will bring us together through the wrestling. Are we ready to wrestle? Are we ready to stay in this thing together with God? So that God can take us across into the promised land, back home, where He longs to call us. As we begin our next decade together, I want to be one who wrestles with God. I want to be one who knows the God who sees behind my mask and somehow loves even the failures and will use even the failures to bring me forward, to bless me and those around me. I'm no perfect pastor. You know that. We've been together ten years. But if we can walk the next ten years with a limp, and I can glory in my weakness because when I am weak, Christ in me is strong. I will think that we have journeyed on a great victorious journey together. Are you ready for that? I'm going to ask you to bow your heads right where you are. I know we're still in the dark. In a moment, just like the end of our story, dawn will come. The lights will come back on. But will you take a moment right now where no one can see except God. And will you dare to say your name to Him? Oh, I'm not talking about Jeff or Lori or Rebecca or Joyce or Bob. What is that thing that you think is your greatest failure? What is that greatest thing that you think limits you? What do you think is that thing that you put that mask on that makes you better or worthy? Will you name some of those things in the quiet of your own heart, sitting here in the dark? Will you choose to enter into the wrestling? even if it makes you walk with a limp? You never know what God will use that limp to speak good news to someone else. Father, You have called us Your design is to include us and to bless the world through us. Sometimes that means you have to help us get into the shoes of other people. And sometimes it means we have to face ourselves, the mask, the shadow, and everything in between. Thank you for being a God who loves us so deeply.
thank you for calling us into, into the wrestling. I pray that we would be a church who knows that it is in the wrestling with you. It is in the wrestling with, with each other. It is in the wrestling with life. That the victory is found. Help us today to not be ashamed to walk with our limp. May that declare your great glory, your great renaming. And may we watch you as you transform us as individuals and as you transform us as a body of Christ, a church, together. For we ask all of this in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Can we bring the lights up just dim a little bit? want us to enter into the story. The story doesn't end in the dark. The story ends with dawn coming. Would you stand and receive the final blessing? And we are told that Israel walks by the place called the face of God. And he does so with a limp. And so I pray for you and I bless you and I send you out to go and walk past the face of God with your limp and all. Knowing that God loves you, sees behind your mask and loves that person deeply. Sees your failures and is not ashamed nor afraid of them, but will include even that in your restoration, in the blessing that He longs to send through you. So limp well, my friends. And know that God is with you as you go in His name to bless those who God puts in your path. I pray this would happen in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen.